Hello and welcome to Take It or Leave It. It's a Christian podcast to encourage us all to implement real change in our lives based on the teachings of Jesus so that when the rapture occurs, we may all be caught up to meet Jesus Christ in the air. It's about spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. I'm your host, Madison Santiago. Hello and welcome back to Take It or Leave It. We are continuing our discussion on fruit and what we are expected to bear. Now we have been talking about the parable of the sower in recent podcasts and today we are just going to review a little bit as well as expound upon the things in which we have already discussed. So I want to remind you that the disciples were devoted. Who were they devoted to? Jesus Christ, of course, to prepare themselves for ministry Okay, for the disciples to prepare themselves for ministry, they honored the Sabbath. So this is just a general reminder and encouragement. Okay, why did they honor the Sabbath? Because they are devoted to Jesus. Today, we go to church to learn the word of God to prepare ourselves for a ministry. Where is the ministry? This is something that should be highlighted in many churches today because the ministry is outside the four walls of the church. And I'll say that again. The ministry is outside the four walls of church. We equip ourselves with the word of God, right? So each Sunday we come to get ministered to and we become more prepared for the work outside the church. We assemble together for this. It's how Jesus designed it. In Hebrews chapter 10, I'm going to read verses 24 and 25, really highlighting verse 25. It says, and let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Verse 25, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Amen. So we assemble together, right? exhorting one another, lifting each other up as we prepare for the day of the Lord. So the capital D, that's exactly what that is. That's the day of the Lord. Amen? This is the command of God, and we sin if we don't obey this. It's a command to the body of Christ to assemble. Why? To worship God. Real worship, singing, praising, together, right? To lift up, like I said, exhort That's to lift up one another. To be lifted up, we must cut off what is wrong. And to know what is wrong in us, we must know the word. Why? Because the word instructs us of what to cut off spiritually. So just because there's nobody telling you what's wrong with you, it's your responsibility to know the word and to cut it off. It's you who purges out the sin, nobody else. Okay? The word instructs us of what to cut off spiritually. Why? So we can be lifted up. We are living in the days of the Holy Spirit movement and the Holy Spirit movement is outside the four walls. Okay, can we say that? It's outside the four walls. This is kingdom business. When we speak the teachings of Jesus, people should be encouraged to mobilize for the kingdom business. And in doing so, they cut off the unfruitful branches and they do their job. What is the job? To speak the word of God. That is the job. God's job is to provide for you and to guide you and he will, but you must speak the word. And to speak the word, you must know the word. Today, the doctrine of demons teaches it backwards. One is love yourself and two is love God. 
That's wrong. And it's a heavy demonic agenda that the world is pushing today. Love God and he will take care of you and what's yours. And that's it. Amen. Let's continue our teaching. We've been discussing about fruit and to bear fruit, we must abide in Jesus. And in Acts, we know that the apostles were submerged in Jesus' teachings. Remember this? Jesus had previously laid his word, right? He was on earth. This was so the Holy Spirit could work when the Holy Spirit came to earth. Okay, so Jesus left and he told the disciples not many days from now, the Holy Spirit is coming, the comforter, right? The disciples majored on the teachings of Jesus, meaning they focused on Jesus and what he said. And that's how it ought to be today. Okay, the disciples taught Jesus. So today we should also be teaching Jesus. Not a focus on just Moses or Daniel or Abraham, Jesus. Okay? It should always tie back to Jesus and what he said because he is the Savior. The ministry I'm a part of in Pittsburgh, PA speaks of Jesus. And this content is straight from my ministry. To speak well of Jesus, we must know him well. And to know him well, we must study him. We must have a relationship with Jesus, just like a husband and wife. A husband can speak well of his wife. Why? Because he knows her. And a wife could speak well of her husband. Why? Because it's expected that she knows him. They've taken the time to know the other and form a relationship. All right? We must have a relationship with Jesus. Amen. In John chapter 15, I'm going to read verses 4 and 5. It says, Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me, capital M, that's Jesus, right? And I in him bears much fruit. Amen. For without me, you can do nothing. So clear. So We've talked about this before in bears is produce. Remember? Amen. Let's continue reviewing. Can you buy groceries without abiding in Jesus? Yes. Yes. And I ask you that because today people will spiritualize many things and they take it to the complete drastic level. They take it to the extreme. Things that are not intended to be taken to the extreme. If there's anything that should be taken to the extreme, it's how serious we are in serving Jesus, but ensuring that we use our wisdom and apply the words correctly. And that's only through the Holy Spirit revealing to you what it really means. Amen. And he's consistent. It's going to mean the same thing to you as it means to me. Okay. And today people pray to Jesus before picking out penne pasta or rigatoni pasta, right? That's not the message that Jesus is teaching. You don't need to pray. When you're picking out penne pasta or rigatoni pasta, that's perhaps an exaggerated example, but I want to illustrate how people just pray to Jesus about things that aren't kingdom business. Okay. Many today say they pray and they just wait for things that are in writing in the Bible, meaning the answer's already in the Bible and they're sitting there waiting. People still don't know what to do. Jesus says to speak the gospel. It's so easy. Instead, people ought to wait upon the Lord for the things not in writing. You can build your home without abiding in Jesus, right? Without Jesus, we can actually do almost everything man can do. This is why we have successful people apart from God. There's Jeff Bezos. 
and Elon Musk. They're successful on their own. Lots of money. They did what they wanted to do and they were successful. They planned and prepared and they were successful. If the Lord didn't build the house, it will fall. Okay? We discussed this last time in Psalms 127.1. And it says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. So the work put into things is useless unless Jesus is building the house. It doesn't matter how much money we make in this world. It, it results in nothing because we need to be partnering with Jesus. He must build it. If Jesus doesn't build it, it's only you maintaining it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman awaits in vain. This is like Israel right now. God has a promise for Israel that God will save Israel. But the USA is in more trouble than Israel. Israel has a promise in writing. The USA does not. There's many teachings in the Bible, but you should know that the USA are the wings that cover Israel temporarily. The USA will be taken down because God has a promise for Israel. Amen? How can we go wrong if we are devoted to Jesus and we just want to please Jesus? We can't go wrong with going out and making disciples, doing that at all costs, seeking first the kingdom of God, right? The kingdom of God, which are men and women sowing seeds. You'll know a real servant based on their calendar. If you pull up their phone, or maybe they have a manual calendar, they commit to Jesus and they don't schedule for themselves. Why? It's like taking vitamins. Because we want to stay healthy for Christ so that we can move for Him. We can travel for Him to where and for whatever He sends us to do. You want to seek the kingdom of God first in all things. Amen? Everything is about Jesus in the gospel. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. What are all these things? The promises, eternal life. That's Matthew 6, 33. So ask yourself, what is the reason you live? What are you doing for Jesus? And are you sure? I want to read Mark 10, 29. And it says, so Jesus answered and said, assuredly, assuredly means guaranteed. Without a doubt, it's happening. Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels. Okay, so if we have family who disagrees with our devotion, we're going to have a problem with our family without a doubt. People are so concerned with losing family today for the sake of Jesus that they would rather push his work aside for the sake of keeping their family. Verse 30, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time? Houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands with persecutions and in the age to come, eternal life. Amen. These are promises. These things that seem to be so important to us, if we leave them for Jesus' sake and the gospel, we can expect these promises. When? Now. Now means present. Now. Today. We need to point out something important that many would rather skip when they teach on these verses. One, it's that Jesus will bless you now if you obey, meaning if you remain devoted to him, okay? That's the message. Two, it mentions here with persecutions. 
What's persecutions? Resistance. You're going to face resistance, but Jesus will bless you. Why? So that you can receive eternal life. We will have rewards and persecution. We will not be blessed without persecutions. I want you to say that wherever you are. We will not be blessed without persecutions. We will not experience persecution in the church. Why? Because everybody's there for the same reason. It's understood. For the most part, everyone is like-minded. They're there for Jesus. We must take the work outside the church where the people are not assembled for Jesus. So remember that with persecutions. This is for you. Okay? It's for you. It's for me. Jesus is teaching us that. Blessings and rewards have deceived many today. Because when life is good or seemingly normal, many call it a blessing. But is it? See, there's blessings and then there's favor. All right? Favor is received from God without us doing anything to deserve it. Even if we do things that aren't good, we might get favor anyway, like Noah. The people during the days of Noah, when he was building the ark, the people were celebrating and eating. They were living a normal life. The problem was the people would not listen to Noah. They made fun of Noah for building the ark on the mountain. They didn't understand why he was doing that. So they just continued living normal lives. What did Noah do? He was devoted. He kept building. This was just God's favor on the people who were not listening. The fact that they could continue to live normal lives during that time. Though they weren't even in the right place, God allowed them to continue. And don't get confused here because the allowance, God's allowance, should not be confused with approval from God. This is why many think that they are blessed. But favor, remember this, favor is like a red carpet that God will eventually pull out from under your feet. Okay? God says, if you preach the words, persecution comes. God says, if you preach the word, his holy and powerful word, persecution comes. Then you will be blessed. Why? Because God builds it. How do you get persecuted? You preach the gospel. We should be confident to tell family that I am who I am by the grace of God. Are you confident? If you aren't going through persecutions because of your faith in Jesus today, then what do you have? Do you have blessings or favor? If you are getting gain, okay? If you're getting any gain and living a normal life, but you are not doing the work of God, you should be afraid. Why? Because it's going to end for you. So are we called to persecution? Yes. Why? Because of the word of God. People will be against us, without a doubt. You know, you could think of it like a comfortable bed. Unless you're truly serving, devoted, you will find one day that your bed is gone. You and I, we must work out our own individual salvation with fear and trembling. And there is a whole series on that in this podcast. I encourage you to revisit it. Help teach people this so that they know the difference. People need to understand that they will be led to persecutions for the sake of the word. Amen. Matthew chapter 5 verse 10 says, Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness sake and for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Verse 11, Blessed are you when they revel and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Amen. It doesn't matter what people say. You know your identity in Christ. Why are people saying this? Because you spoke the word of God. And I want to caution you. 
Don't avoid the place to avoid persecution. Just go. The souls are your goal and you're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. If you are in the will of God, you are going to be all right. We cannot do God things on our own. It may look good, but it's not God's. Okay? If we're doing God things, we must partner with Jesus. Okay? John 15, and we read John 15 earlier, but in John 15 verse 2, it says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Okay, so every branch, he takes away. Jesus takes it away. So I'm a branch. Okay, do you understand that? You're a branch. I'm a branch. We can be cut off. Verse 3 you are already clean because the word which I've spoken to you abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me, Jesus says. And he explains further, verse five, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, amen. For without me, without Jesus, you can do nothing, meaning you and I can do nothing. Verse six, if anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered and they gather them and throw them into the fire and they are burned. So burned, we can understand that as hell, right? Hell is real. Just like heaven is real, hell is real. Just like Jesus is real, Satan and demons are real. Okay? Do you want to bear fruit? Then abide in Jesus. Get your blessings. Surely it will include persecutions, but you're not alone. Amen? We've been studying Mark 4, and we discuss four types of people. We've discussed the people who don't receive the word because it's received on the wayside. People who receive the word on stony ground where the people rejoice without understanding and immediately they stumble. And then there's the third type, those who receive the word, but the world destroys it, causing the person to be unfruitful. These people are cut off and thrown in the fire. We learned about four, the one who is receiving the word on good ground, right? These people receive the word. They believe it immediately. And they move into kingdom business when? Now. They don't schedule it for next Tuesday. They're moving now. So who gets the reward? Number four, of course. The ones who are moving in kingdom business now. And in the end, eternal life. What about one through three? The people that stumble. The people that don't receive the word. The people that allow the distractions of this world to choke the word. Right? Causing them to become unfruitful. They are cut off. These are branches that are cut off and they are gathered and thrown into the fire. You need to know which group you belong to. And if you aren't group number four, you need to start over. Get back in your word and start over. In closing, John chapter 8, verse 51, it says, Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. Who's never going to see death? Who's that for? Those are for those who keep his holy and powerful word. In some things? No, in everything, all the time, consistent, constantly seeking 
the kingdom of God, constantly about kingdom business. You don't let someone tell you you're too serious. You don't let someone tell you you need to back off and live more of a balanced life and celebrate and go out and do this. You know who you are. And I am who I am in Christ by the grace of God. Amen? Amen. I hope you learned something. I hope this was a great review and a powerful reminder to move forward in kingdom business. Yes, you will be met with persecutions, but you are moving forward with God, okay? You are moving forward and you are examining yourself every single day, making sure that you line up to his word. How can you ensure you line up to his word? You must know the word. There is no greater reason why you and I are here on this earth but to please Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. This is shared with the love of the Lord. Thank you so much. This is Take It or Leave It. God bless you all.